So the big question is this. How do pastors like us, who remain focused on the mission of Jesus and serving our communities, without being distracted by everything in the world around us, how do we increase our effectiveness while living a lifestyle that doesn't compromise our health, our families, or our personal relationships with Jesus? That's the question this podcast is going to answer. I'm Dr. Brandon Party Cooper, and welcome to the Ministry Hackers Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Ministry Hackers Podcast. I'm Dr. Brandon Party Cooper, and I hope you are having a wonderful day. So today is National I Want You to Be Happy Day. Um, I'm not sure who comes up with these days, but uh, today is National I Want You to Be Happy Day, uh, which means that all of us are supposed to go around and help other people be happy. Um, and so I hope that this podcast uh, brings a smile to your face, brings a little bit of joy to you today, and I can do my part in uh, celebrating National I Want You to Be Happy Day today. So, uh, so yeah, I do. I hope you have a having an awesome day as you are coming to this podcast, uh, whatever time it is that you are getting it. And really, shouldn't we be happy? I mean, um, as pastors, as ministry leaders, as uh, individuals who have uh, answered the call, raised our hand and said, yes, God, um, I will step forward and I will uh, serve your people, reach your communities, change your world. Uh, shouldn't we be happy? Now, I know that the reality is, is that ministry is hard. It's tough. It's challenging. And it can, um, you know, beat us up sometimes. But uh, but at the same time, um, we can always find ways and we can always find something about our days to bring us joy and happiness. And so whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, whether it's a hobby, uh, whether it's something you're doing today in ministry, um, maybe you're having a meeting that you're super excited about, or maybe you're working on a project that you're super excited about. Maybe you're working on the sermon for this coming weekend and you're excited about delivering it. Whatever it is about today, find something, something to bring you joy, especially if you are down, if you're frustrated, if this has been a tough week so far, uh, maybe it's already been a tough day for you. Um, pause, stop now, uh, pause this podcast and just take a moment and thank God for what he has done and thank God for what he's going to do because there's always something that we can find in our day, um, in our moments that can bring us joy. And so, um, so if you need to pause this, take 30 seconds, take a minute, whatever you need, and then come back and join us. Um, but I just hope that today you really are able to find something about your day that is joyful and happy, and you can reciprocate that or duplicate that and make somebody else in your life happy, whether it's a congregant, whether it's somebody on your staff, um, you know, whether it's somebody that, you know, you see throughout the community, whatever it is, uh, bring joy, bring happiness because, um, man, if there's nothing else that we can do in this world, in our day-to-day lives, is just make somebody smile and make them happy. And so again, I hope that uh, our time together, these few moments that we have in this episode, brings you just a touch of joy, just a little bit of happiness, just a, a little smile on your face. Unfortunately, I'm not very, I'm not very funny. And so the, so I'm not a comedian. I don't tell a lot of jokes. Um, so I'm not probably not gonna make you laugh a lot, but I do hope that I will bring some level of happiness as you, uh, as you, uh, join me here on this episode. So what we want to talk about today is something that's happening in your church that you may be aware of it, or you may not be aware of it. But whether you are or are not aware of it is really irrelevant because what it really comes down to is it's happening and you need to become aware and you need to start getting a handle on it and becoming intentional about making it work uh, for you, for your congregation, for your community, 
and making an impact for the kingdom of God. And what I'm talking about is your church right now is going through a culture shift. Right now, your church, wherever state of, of, of meeting you're in, whether you are still solely online or maybe you're meeting in smaller uh, congregant sizes in the sanctuary, maybe you're fully meeting um, with masks on, maybe you're fully meeting without masks, whatever, you are going through a culture shift. And let me explain why that's happening. Number one, because our entire society is going through a cultural shift. Um, we still uh, don't know what the impacts of, of our culture are going to be from this last year. Um, so one of my degrees is in, um, in foresight or, or uh, future casting, and it's really looking at um, human behavior and cultural trends and things like that and, and predicting and looking and saying, okay, this is where we are going down the future. Um, and right now, so much has happened in the last year. So many things have happened that it's really difficult for us to project what really is going to become reality in the year, in a year from now, five years from now. But what we do know is that it's shifting and everything's changing. So something as simple as handshakes, will we go back to fully doing handshakes or will handshakes begin to phase out because we've spent a year nearly avoiding it and almost creating this mental aversion to handshakes because of, of fear of uh, spreading the coronavirus. Something simple like that can have ripple effects all over the place. So even for, for us as pastors and, and ministry leaders, you know, when people come into our churches, will it become uh, a turnoff when somebody walks into our church and an, a greeter or an usher reaches out their hand to shake their hand? Will our society and culture go through a shift where that will become offensive, whereas a year ago it was uh, normal, it was um, invited and regular? And so things like that are are happening all over uh, all over our country, all over the world, and even on a larger level within our churches. What will live sanctuary services, uh, what will they look like as we begin to get back to some new state of normalcy? Will uh, people stop attending church? Will they attend church less? Um, will they begin to opt for online services only now because they've lived that for a year and maybe have worked that into their normal schedules and normal lifestyle? And we just don't know. And quite honestly, from my own observation in my, you know, years of ministry, the, it's almost like the default of the church is to uh, stand against cultural shifts and say how bad they are and how it's wrong and, 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 and whatever else. And, and sometimes there is valid uh, points to be made. However, Every time we do that and we stand against any cultural shift that's happening out there, uh, we tend to lose that battle because uh, we seem to, for whatever reason, we seem to appear out of touch or out of, um, you know, out of uh, alignment with uh, where society is going, where culture is going. And so, so what I want to encourage us to do today in this episode is I want us to encourage, I want to encourage us to uh, fight the need or fight the impulse to stand against cultural shift, but instead to take a step back and start asking, how can I leverage the shifts in culture that are happening to advance the kingdom of God and make a difference 
uh, in our world. Because the shifts are going to happen, most of them. Some of them we can influence, some of them we can maneuver or you know change the trajectory, some of them. But some of them are just going to happen. And, and mainly because there are more uh, non-Christians out there who um, may be going in a separate direction from where we as, as Bible-believing Christians believe we should go. And so instead of standing against whatever the shift is, we should start to be intentional about how we strategically steer that within our own church culture and then within our, the community that God has placed us uh, in to serve. And so what I want to encourage us today is, is start asking the question, how can you be intentional about the cultural shift that's happening in your church uh, right now? Because again, it's happening um, if you have people from the community coming into your church, uh, their lives have been radically changed over this last year. And so they are, by nature, going to influence the culture of your church uh, by coming into it. And so how are you going to intentionally um, shift or shift your culture or change your culture so that the direction of where you are going as a church is still effective and still impactful and still uh, maintains influence um, within your community. Now, I want to talk about um, Jesus was very intentional about the culture shift that he uh, that he pastored through. So, when Jesus, uh, when we see Jesus enter in the first century, um, we see a Jewish community who has been um, very uh, nationalistic. God only talks to the Jewish community. God is Yahweh is not for everybody else. He's just for the Jews. And what Jesus does is he comes in and he creates this culture shift. Um, moving the the Jewish community primarily away from this mindset of um, nationalism and moving them more to a kingdom mindset where all mankind is welcome in the kingdom of God. And every step of Jesus' ministry as he walks through the miracles and the teachings and the conversations and all of those things, all of that is an intentional step-by-step process that he's going through of creating a cultural shift that needs to happen. And so if Jesus can pastor through a first century Jewish uh, shift, cultural shift, then as pastors and ministry leaders, we need to be ready to do the same in 2021. We've gone through a, a global pandemic. We've gone through complete social upheaval uh, within our country. Um, everybody's lives has been impacted in some way or another. So whether it's been on the extreme end of losing a business or losing loved ones or being um, sick themselves and hospitalized and on the verge of, um, of, of, of passing away, or whether it's on the not so extreme end of they've been locked in their homes, they haven't been able to go out to restaurants like they like to or go to events or be around people that they, they want to be around. Whatever the, 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 um, wherever they fall on the spectrum, the reality is, is everybody has been, has been impacted. And so the church that you pastored, the churches that we pastored a year ago, no longer exist in their current form. Now, maybe, maybe in some pockets around the country, you will be able to get back to whatever that was a year ago in your church now, but most likely you never will. And the reason is because there's been so much shifting and so much changing that we now almost in, in some way have to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, 
how do we need to intentionally guide this cultural shift that's happening? At the same time, this is almost a gift for some of us. Some of us are serving in churches and, and, and faith communities where, um, you know, we've, we've known there needs to be a shift, but we were unable to really maneuver it. Or, you know, maybe we really don't have the, uh, the support of the board or the core uh, members of the church or something like that, where we're not able to make the cultural shifts we know are necessary. Uh, many of us, many pastors around the country serve in churches that they love the people, they love the community, um, but at the same time, they see what needs to change, but are unable to make those changes. Well, what 2020 has done is it's given you the opportunity to make those changes. Um, what's important to understand is that as you begin to intentionally shape your church culture, you want to ask the question, what's the quality of our church culture? And, and the thing is, the quality of the church culture is not determined by those on the inside and how they feel about it. In other words, it isn't that your regular attenders and your core people love your church culture. That's not the goal. What really determines the quality of a church's culture is the relationship it has with the outside community. So how does the culture you're building within your church make an impact in the community that it's been placed to serve in? And this is why 2020 may be a gift for some of us, because it's forcing a, a cultural shift that we've known is needed because we want to make a greater impact on the community that we live in and we serve in. Let me tell you about a church in um, La Quinta, California. It's Shadow Rock Church. Um, it's led by Pastor Craig and Trish Cunningham. Uh, they are dear friends of mine. Craig and Trish both were mentors of mine early on in ministry. Um, just they taught me so much. And, um, you know, really Craig, in a lot of ways, uh, kind of redeemed my ministry after I failed or, you know, ran out of money at Bible college and ended up going back home and not sure what I was going to do. And I was building fences um, for a company. And Craig uh, just kind of grabbed me and said, come with me and we'll, we'll do ministry together. And because of that, you know, uh, I ended up finishing Bible college and going into full-time ministry. And so dear friends of mine, love them to death. And, and they serve in a church in, Shadow, in, in La Quinta, California, Shadow Rock Church. And what they have started to do is they are choosing businesses in their community that are struggling, uh, businesses that are uh, looking at possibly closing their doors, that have been hit very hard um, over this last year. As you know, most of us know, those in California um, have had to shut down almost completely for you know the good part of this last year. Um, and so you know, so they're choosing businesses in their community that are struggling and and possibly looking at closing their doors. And what they are doing as a church is they're buying $1,000 worth of gift cards from various um, businesses, so $1,000 at each business. And then they're turning around, they're giving those gift cards to um, other people in their community that are in need. So families in need, um, individuals who are in need, they're taking their, uh, each week they're taking $1,000, uh, buying $1,000 worth of gift cards from a struggling business, and then giving those gift cards to struggling uh, families and individuals. Uh, and really kind of helping out businesses and families and individuals and, 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 and infusing, not only infusing um, money into uh, the community, into these struggling businesses and into um, these struggling families and individuals, 
but they're also creating community. They're creating um, bonds and ties. They're 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 creating um, they're creating uh, this mentality and this idea that we're all in this together. And that is started with Shadow Rock Church, with the church. The church is becoming um, the catalyst for uh, this community to come together and to serve one another and to help each other. And I would say, from an outsider looking in, the culture of Shadow Rock is healthy because it's making a strong impact in the community that God has placed them to serve. So my question is, for all of us, how are we impacting the communities that we're in? Now, you may, you know, you could say, you know, we don't have $1,000 a week to go buy gift cards and, and, and don't get hung up on what they're doing or how they're doing it. Get, get, get hung up or focused on the fact that they are making intentional decisions to impact and serve people in their community in what I would say is a, a very creative way. But they're serving people at the point of their need and they're bringing people together around a common idea or a common cause. And that's what all of us should do. If we know our communities well enough, we know the, the difficulties, we know the struggles, we know the, the pain points that our community is feeling, how can you, as a, as a pastor or ministry leader, how can you uh, make an impact in your community based on the pain points that they have? Um, how are you creating a culture that really reaches out and, and makes a difference. Now, again, some of us are saying, you know, I would love to do something like that, but my congregation just isn't into it or they're just not about it. And that's why I would say now is the time to change that. Some people who have been in your congregation for years, they may not be coming back. Others may be coming back and they may be different than when they left a year ago. Um, Everything is up in the air. And so the question is for us as ministry leaders and pastors, how are we going to intentionally shift the culture of our churches? And I want to give us just three ways. Now, there are so many other ways, but here are three primary ways that you can be intentional about shifting the culture of your church. The first one is challenge the underlying assumptions that your people have in your congregation. So what are the mindsets, what are the attitudes that are in your church that you know are detrimental to your church's effectiveness? Do they see volunteering as a waste of time? Or um, do they see uh, reaching out to others as outside of their purview? Maybe um, the ministry is for the pastors to do and their job is to just come and support you on Sunday morning. Whatever the mindsets, the attitudes of your church are that you would say, this is detrimental to us to making an impact into our community, then how can you strategically and tactfully begin to challenge those from, um, you know, maybe it's from the pulpit on a Sunday morning. Maybe it's from um, just uh, sending out a, a videos or, or sending out emails or, or some little snippets throughout the week where you're just challenging that mindset, coming from a biblical perspective and challenging the mindset of that. Um, you know, so that's the first way that you can, you can change or be intentional about shifting your church's culture. The second thing is update your operating system. Now, I'm not talking about your computers, um, although, you know, some of us could probably use uh, something, uh, some updates on our, on our computers themselves. But what I'm saying is, is update the operating system. 
uh, of your church. And, you know, ask the question, do you have ministries in your church that are ineffective, that are just lingering, that are hanging around? Maybe they're using up resources, maybe they're not, but really they're not making impact. They're not effective. Maybe you have a ministry that's been you know, five people for the last 10 years and, um, and really doesn't move the church forward or bring new people in or anything else. Now's the time to begin to shut down ineffective ministries or combine ministries together or, um, retask ministries, whatever, uh, whatever that looks like for you. But how can you change how, um, some of your ministries work? Can you reallocate resources to other ministries? Are there other ministries where um, maybe they would flourish if they had a little more money um, or maybe, uh, you know, moving some resources from one ministry to another um, would help a, a ministry take off? Um, the other thing I would say is a start looking at how you can automate things within your church. For you and your staff, you need more time, You need, especially if you're going to go through a cultural shift, which you are, but if you're going to be intentional about it, it takes time and energy. You have to be focused on it. But we easily get bogged down with all of the tasks that come with day-to-day ministry. How can you begin to automate some of those things so that you can free up time to be more intentional, to serve your people, to serve your community, and to intentionally walk through the culture shift that's currently happening in your church? And then the third way is change the look and feel. Now, I'm not saying you need to have smoke and lights and mirrors and, you know, the whole bit, because some of us just, the reality is we don't have the budget for all that. Um, And some of us, we have the budget for it. And quite honestly, you need to take it out. Um, Maybe it's, you know, you have all the smoke and lights and maybe you just need to shut all that down for a while and go acoustic or go simple or go very basic. Um, But how can you change the look and feel of your church and of your services and, and of your building, you know, maybe you update the stage or maybe you overhaul your website. So when people come to it, it looks different than what they've seen in the past. Um, maybe you just simply paint some of your classrooms or paint the foyer uh, that people are coming into. Um, maybe you change the service format. I know some of us, we like the format and we don't want to mess with it and, um, and it works for us, but maybe, the format itself is lulling people to sleep and you need to change it up. Keep people on their toes, keep them, you know, shifting and moving, create energy by making changes. Uh, maybe you need to add some lights or take some lights out. Uh, maybe you need to, um, you know, create a different look and feel for your church somewhere, some way, change the look and feel of your church, um, internally and externally, maybe even online, but changing the look and feel will create energy and will begin to shift and, and, and change how the culture of your church is going to look. The reality is, is as the pastor and ministry leader, you are the, the architect of your church culture. Now you build that alongside, um, you know, you build alongside God and, and, and the biblical, you know, mandates that we have and all of that, but every church is different. And some pastors and ministry leaders, they intentionally create the culture of their church. And most of the time when that happens, it's a healthier, uh, healthier church, a stronger church. Others of us, we just, um, we are a little bit more passive and we kind of embrace the culture, um, that we are given, especially if we are, you know, newer pastors, maybe we came into a church in the last year or two and we just kind of inherited the culture that we had, um, and, and it's smart to kind of sit on that and let it develop, 
But here we are, it's 2021, we've gone through major cultural shift all over the country. Now is not the time to just sit back and passively let the culture evolve. Now is the time to jump in and be intentional about creating change, intentional about developing culture. Think about what are you called to do? What are you called um, to lead this church toward? How are you, How is this church that you are serving in, how is it um, called by God to make an impact in your community? Maybe you're called to serve single moms in your community. Maybe you're called uh, to serve business leaders in your community. Maybe you're called to serve um, you know, orphaned children in your community. Whatever the case is, how are you going to create a culture within your congregation intentionally and strategically that fulfills the calling and the mission and the vision that God has given you as a church? Now's the time to do it because your church is going through a cultural shift. And you can either be intentional and be uh, the leader of that shift, or you can be passive and just accept whatever comes. And you may not like what comes uh, because there are some serious uh, leadership gaps that are out there right now. And if we don't step into those gaps and start to lead from a biblical perspective, uh, then things are going to get lost and things are going to get uh, out of hand and we're not going to like the churches that we're serving in. And so um, so I hope that you um, are able to uh, be intentional about your cultural shift that's happening in your church um, and you are, quite honestly, you know, I would be excited. I would be excited about the opportunities and excited about what's happening um, because whenever sh- cultures shift and whenever things are changing, then God just seems to be moving in great and mighty ways. God always tends to uh, gravitate towards motion. And so um, and so as you intentionally and strategically uh, develop your culture and become focused on how you as a church are impacting your community, don't be surprised when you see God move in ways you never expected him to. Because as you step out in faith and as you step out um, with with intentionality and, and, and purpose and, and strategy, God is going to make a huge impact, not only in your community, not only in your congregation, but in you as a pastor and a ministry leader. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see what happens. I would love to hear your stories of cultural shift that you're going through, whether it's uh, stories of of greatness and happiness, and man, it's going so well, even to stories of, tell me some of your battle scars. Tell me some of the cultural changes you've gone through over this last year that have been painful and maybe even hurtful for you. Um, but all of those culminate into a great story that God can use to make a difference. And so I would love to hear those stories. Um, So send me a message, uh, hit me up on the podcast. I would love to hear those. All right. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day and I will see you in the next episode.